This episode is brought to you by Lipsyn. Planning to start a podcast? Look no further than Lipsyn. Lipsyn is one of the biggest feature-rich podcast hosting platforms in the world. Lipsyn is IAB certified, offers many hosting plans, and you can start for as low as $5 a month. Aspiring podcasters who listen to the show radio can get one month free by using the promo code TSR. Use promo code TSR at checkout to get one month free. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show Radio. I'm your host, Andrew. And in this episode, we're going to be uh, playing a, a roundtable conversation that was taking place uh, that was done by uh, Twitter Spaces, the official uh, Twitter Spaces. Uh, and it was called Live with Our Gaming Community. Uh, the head of gaming content partnerships, Twitter, Twitter Gaming, Rishi Chada. Uh, hosted an official Twitter Spaces, and I was part of that panel. Uh, Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio, parents from Gamertag Radio, Erin uh, Ashley Simon. Uh, she does uh, a lot of um, esports uh, broadcasting stuff. Uh, she's uh, pretty dope as well. Uh, Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me, and Mark Washington from the Phoenix Podcast. It was a great panel. It was an honor to be part of that. And definitely special thanks and special shout outs to uh, Danny from Gamertag Radio for a allowing me to use uh, this audio because he was the one that recorded it. So Danny, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to use the audio. So uh, without further ado, uh, check out the Twitter Spaces live with our gaming community panel uh, done by Twitter. Thanks for listening. How's everyone doing today? Good. How are you, man? Good, good. Thanks everyone for joining. Thanks so much for having us. This was great, man. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we could uh, get everyone together in such a uh, record time. And um, it's looking like we've got a lot of folks jumping in already. Yeah, so so um, what I, I'd like to do is I want to do a quick introductions uh, and as just a little bit of an icebreaker for those who don't know y'all and are just joining. I'd love if you should share your experiences as far as how you got into the games industry, how you got involved with gaming and how you got into, involved with what you're doing today. And then after we go through that, I'd love for us to talk a little bit about spaces, give some of your experiences, some of the tips and advice that you have for those that are trying to get involved with it more. And then, you know, just we'll speculate a little bit and talk about the future of spaces and, you know, getting your opinions as far as what the opportunities are for spaces and their content. And then after that, we'll uh, we'll have a little bit of an open discussion and just hang out and ask any questions that y'all have and go from there. Does that sound good? That sounds awesome. Yeah, sound good. Amazing. Yeah. I will, uh, I'm going to go by the order that's on my, uh, my, uh, spaces room right now. So, uh, Paris, it, I got you up first after me. So why don't you go ahead and take it away? Sure thing. So to, to everyone that doesn't know me, my name is Paris Lilly. I am a co-host on Gamertag Radio as well as a co-host on Kind of Funny Xcast. Um, I've been doing things in the gaming space content creation since about 2006. Um, for me, as, as far as using spaces, I, I know you're talking about that before. As far as me using spaces, um, it's been a great tool the past, uh, I don't know, about four or five weeks. Um, I've kind of been holding my own listener Q and A's where I'm hosting the room. I may have a set topic, various conversations about things in gaming. It, it's, you know, delved into pop culture, things like that. But for me, I think this is a great opportunity to have more interactive discussions and and i'll keep this more just focused on gaming there's obviously a lot of hot topics that are out there in the industry right now and it's always great to get the non-content creator perspective to get quote unquote the average joe perspective of people that just love playing games and what their point of view on this is and we have those interactive discussions back and forth and um like i said i just think the spaces tool has has been really great with that um there's some things that I would like to see, you know, suggestion wise that I would like to see to be able to improve the platform to kind of streamline the process more. But I think in these early days of it being in a quote unquote beta, it's, it's, it's been great so far. And I'm really looking forward to more discussions like this and actually having this panel right now with other creators where we can kind of, you know, bounce all ideas off of each other and just talk about our experiences on the platform is great. And I absolutely would love to have audience participation in things like this as well. So 
I'm Paris Lilly, and uh, thank you for your time. Appreciate you, Paris. Aaron, why don't you go up next? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Aaron Ashley Simon. I am a, a broadcaster in the esports and gaming space, as well as a part of the ownership group for a new esports organization called Xset. And how I got in the industry, um, I mean, I've been working in the media industry for uh, over 10 years. So I worked in traditional sports, worked for places like the Wall Street Journal. Then I did uh, music media and worked for Revolt TV, which is Diddy's television network. And then I've made my way over into the gaming space, uh, originally through just traditional journalism. And then um, now as a, as talent in this space uh, that focuses on diversity, equity, inclusion, and, and just overall gaming conversations. And I really like this functionality of spaces because um, I've had a lot of experiences over at uh, you know Clubhouse. And I feel like this one has a lot more accessibility. And I think that especially when you look at the overall landscape of gaming, a lot of users are Android users. And so having an opportunity to immediately discuss some of the most important topics, not just gaming, but outside topics that influence the gaming industry um, is really, really important. Because I think that, you know, when it comes to overall commas, I think sometimes um, the, the conversations we have are viewed as just, oh, just talking about games, just talking about console. But we even talk about, you know, international trade policies that impact console production and just all these other topics that are adjacent to gaming that I don't think people immediately think, but it's great that we're able to expand the perspective and view of this industry through conversations like this. And uh, I'm excited to see it uh, getting updated and some additional changes that will further these conversations, further audience interaction, and increase more access to some important information um, like the one conversation that we're about to have. So thank you for having me. Amazing. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, Danny, why don't you go next? Nah, my name is uh, Danny Pena. I'm a founder and host of Gamer Tag Radio. I'm also a content creator. Been uh, in this space now for over 20 years. And I got into uh, the gaming industry just attending events in New York City, uh, going to like Nintendo and Xbox events, even Sega back in the day. So uh, so the, the thing that I love about uh, Twitter Spaces to me as a podcast junkie I think this is going to be in our, a great opportunity for podcasters to engage more with with the, with their audience, having that Q and A calls or uh, just discussions on different topics. And uh, you know, I think you know now. Last week, I just uh, turned like what fourteen years now using using Twitter. You know, back then I saw the potential of this platform way back, uh, and it helped me a lot to not only get opportunities but also but also meet a lot of people within the gaming community too. So I, I see a huge, huge potential with, with spaces. I think, I think things are going to get a lot better and I, and I can't wait to, to see what's next for, for the platform. Awesome. Danny. Well, happy belated Twitterversary. You came in at 14. I had my 12th Twitterversary last week. So, uh, nice. <laughs> uh, catching up with you, man, but you're definitely an OG in it. So thank you. Uh, Khalif, why don't you go ahead and, uh, take it on next. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Khalif Adams here. I run the Spawn on Me podcast. Uh, we like to call ourselves the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry. I've been doing that for about eight years now uh, and in the media space for over 12. Uh, and uh, yeah, I got into the gaming space because, you know, I felt like there were a, a conversation not happening in the podcasting space around kind of race and blackness and conversations around people of color. So I wanted to kind of fill that space with the content that we did uh, starting eight years ago uh, on the platform. And shout out to all of our other 10 plus years on Twitter folks who have been uh, on this space for a long time. You know, Spaces has been really great at... Um, not only kind of bringing you know us closer to uh, the folks who we interact with on a, on a daily, but you know fans of the show has been has been a really great way to you know connect, connect with them. I usually am trying to use spaces for our after show, uh, you know, to kind of get closer to those folks and talk to them about things that we may have, might have missed during an episode or any of that kind of stuff. But it's been great to be able to pull in content directly into the platform that people can see and kind of talk about. Um, and then kind of bridge out, you know, other, other parts of the way that we're connecting with our fans, our families and, and, and other industry folks. So space has been pretty great for that. And I'm, I'm happy to see it's continuing to grow. Amazing. Thank you, Khalif. Uh, King Phoenix, you're up next. Hi, my name is, uh, Mark Washington. I go by Phoenix. I'm a black content creator. I'm a Twitch streamer. Uh, kind of like, you know, like everyone else said here, I got into the gaming space right around 2008. 
And then I wanted to venture off on my own and do my own podcast, which we started in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I also wanted to have a podcast that talked about not only gaming, but entertainment from the Black perspective. Um, and I also wanted to talk about it from the LBGT perspective as well, um, because in a lot of different areas in gaming were looked at as the quote unquote unicorn. And like some of, I've even heard certain things like you, you don't belong and things like that. And I want to make sure that we have a space and that we have an area where we do belong and we are a part of the conversation. And, um, as far as Twitter spaces, I'm definitely excited to be able to have rooms where I can list, talk to the, you know, the listeners of the podcast that I do with KP, Drew and Chris. Um, also the uh, viewers of my Twitch channel, that we can have open and honest dialogue and actually be able to come and just talk about any and every aspect of gaming. And thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Thank you. And Andrew, last but not least, please introduce yourself. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Andrew. I've been podcasting since uh, 2009. Uh, The reason I started was uh, because I wanted to talk to some of my heroes in the space. Those who have been podcasting uh, from 2005, 2006. And uh, the podcast is about tech, gaming, and entertainment. Uh, and been doing that, uh, since then. And it's, it's kind of taken a, a, a bit of a society and culture, um, side in the last, I would say five years. And, um, you know, just a podcast encouraging people to, uh, share who they are by way of conversation and even, uh, existential, uh, type of conversations and also, um, encouraging individuals to start, you know, their own content through, you know, audio and video. Um, so, uh, Twitter spaces is, is really good. I've been, uh, listening a lot. And it's just um, giving me the opportunity to uh, listen to the insights of the individuals who are uh, speaking about their experiences. And that's been great. And it's also a good opportunity to have a notepad out to take some notes and and, uh, take some of their advices and add it to my own uh, brand. So uh, thank you for having me. Uh, This is great. Of course. Of course. Thank you so much. yeah, and for those of you who don't know, my name is Rishi Chada. I oversee all of our gaming content partnerships, Twitter, and um, uh, I've got a lot of great guests today. And so we're going to be talking a lot about spaces for those who have just joined. And then, uh, you know, talking a little bit about some of the tips and tricks for folks that are just starting to get into spaces, uh, talking about how to engage with spaces and use them for your communities. And then uh, we'll just have a little bit of a hangout, open questions at the end. So uh, with that, you know, I think some of the folks have shared some of their experiences with spaces so far. But I'd like to open it up to you all to talk a little bit more about some of the tips you've had or you've been seeing or the things that you've been experiencing to that, that allow you to host good good spaces or how you can be a good participant in spaces. So uh, please, anyone would love for you all to chime in with your thoughts and share your uh, experiences. Hey, this is Paris. I'll, I'll jump in on this. First of all, I think we might have a hot mic out there. I, I hear keeping a lot of static. But... Um, as far as just suggestions with me, uh, with spaces, like I said, the fact that I've kind of at least once a week, I've been hosting my own personal rooms. Um, it's, it's been great learning experience because I'm kind of finding a niche as being a host. And, and like I said, at the top, having that audience participation instead of me just talking at the crowd, because again, this is where I think it, we're a, a tool like spaces versus podcasting. Um, there's an advantage here. If I'm doing a podcasting, I'm just talking to the audience. They can't respond to me in real time. Whereas doing a spaces discussion, I can bring up a topic. I can quote unquote have my opening monologue. And then when I open it up to people to come up basically one by one, like, Hey, do you have a comment? Do you have a suggestion? Do you have some feedback? It's been very great in that interactive experience because I feel like I'm learning something. There's been some discussions that we've had where someone brings a unique point of view that I wasn't even thinking about at the time. And it's like, oh, wow. And then that literally pivots off into that thought process. And then other people come up with their unique perspective. So I think the best tip that I can give, and and I'll open the floor to the other one, I want to dominate this, is, you know, be interactive with the people that are actually in the spaces listening. Try and have a cadence of people coming up so they can ask their questions or they can, you know, add to the conversation that you're having. I, I I found it very enriching and it's, and it's made me excited to want to continue to do it because like I said, it's a learning experience, not only for the host, but also for the people that are listening as well. And I think continuing to encourage interactive conversations is probably the best thing that I've learned so far in, in my time hosting on spaces. I completely agree with that. Um, I think also what's really unique about spaces and especially having a good, 
environment for people to have that is also as a host being able to like you said listen because it is an active conversation especially with viewers of streams and you know we all do you know podcasts and things like that being able like you said to get that different perspective because there were some spaces that um you haven't even had paris where someone would say something i'm like oh wow like i i never thought of that i never and it, it it brings up that different perspective because all of us that are on this stage and that are listening, we all share different experiences that can definitely enlighten the conversation that definitely can enhance that conversation as well. One of the, that, that was a fantastic point. I, I'd like to also add, I, I love a couple of practices that I've seen across multiple spaces is one, again, like people pulling in pieces of data or content and the way it's displayed in the UI of spaces has been really good. It gives people a a visual to kind of go alongside the audio experience of seeing like an article or a link uh, to to a topic that that's been in there. It's been really nice to kind of feel like you can use spaces as an extension, especially as a lot of us are, are content creators and podcasters here, uh, as an extension of the the brands that you've already kind of built to be able to kind of you know connect other other parts to the conversation. Uh, which has been fantastic. Uh, again, I do I love the captioning in it. I think it's really important for folks in the accessibility space to be able to be a part of, you know, what we're doing here uh, in 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 this segment of, of of Twitter. And I also really love to see people kind of learning like best practices of you know you start a room, you talk about the kind of topic of what's laid out, and you kind of take a minute or two when you're ten to fifteen minutes in to kind of reset the room. Uh, that's been a great thing to see hosts do and something I'm trying to, uh, you know, incorporate and adopt as well. So it's been nice to see so, so, so many people kind of like learning on the fly and, and learning who aren't necessarily usually hosts, kind of learning how to host in a space like this. It's, it's been real cool. Yeah. yeah also, I think it's super, oh, sorry. It's also super important that like uh, when you have speakers, it's always okay to start with a few and then add more on because sometimes when there's, a lot of people uh, up top and a lot of people talking. Sometimes it, the conversation can go in different directions. And, you, and this is a great opportunity to practice, like Luke was saying, moderating. So I always say, you know, it's always better to start with less and then kind of build up. Um, and I like that there's, you know, a little bit of a limitation in terms of how many speakers. Because um, I've been in, you know, like I said, with, with, with other platforms and there's too, too many people talking. So that's what I like about this is just having a small group and when it comes to local conversations and a little a little better moderation mechanics too. Yeah, she was breaking up. I couldn't really hear. <laughs> Just in case I was quiet. No, no, you know what? No, no, what, uh, another thing too. Uh, I know a couple, a couple weeks ago, I think Jeff Keighley had a, a session with uh, Reggie Fizeme and a couple of the developers. That's another way too, where, you know, companies could, uh, could interact and do Q and A with like with the consumers too. I think that's something that that's really, really cool. Um, for me, you know, in our podcast, we do, uh, like fan mail questions. People will, will send in other recordings or they will call our, our hotline just to send in, uh, uh, questions to us or just commentary. And I think this is another way for, for like, again, to engage with your, with the audience, you know, just that, that, just having that conversation with them, I think it was really, really cool. And, and um, I could see even radio taking advantage of, of a, a platform like this just to get calls from from like their listeners too, from from everywhere, you know. So yeah, I, I definitely see the the huge potential on this, man. So yeah, and the other thing too is a great tool for self awareness for the individuals who are actually holding the rooms, right? So when their their thoughts and ideas are challenged um, by the individuals who support them or individuals who are listening for the first time, then they have to decide if what they believe for that particular idea is, is true. It's grounded um, in logic. So I think there's going to be a lot of individuals who are going to uh, be on a fast track uh, to their own self-awareness with uh, tools like this because they're going to have different individuals speaking uh, to them, whether they heard their podcast or they watched, you know, a YouTube video or something, they can actually uh, directly speak to them in that regard. So I think that's great. Love that. Thank you. Uh, so just to recap some of the things that uh, we covered, one of the things around hosting is just, uh, I think Paris called out the fact that there's a little bit of a difference in spaces where you're not talking at the audience like you may be doing with the podcast. You're more talking with the audience, being able to be more interactive. 
Uh, you're able, what Khalif mentioned with pulling in data and using tweets to give visuals to stuff, being able to reset the room during the conversations. And, you know, as Aaron had mentioned, uh, starting small and adding more folks over time so that you don't kind of snowball, but are allowed to gradually build the conversation and allow people to come in. So uh, those are all great tips. Any thoughts as far as being a participant? Anything that people should be thinking about as they're being a participant? Because uh, I, I, forgive me, um, someone had mentioned, you know, the idea that a lot of people are experiencing the idea of hosting for the first time through spaces. And so this is a new experience for them. But any tips on just how you participate in spaces, too? Oh, yeah, I, I would say. Sorry, go ahead, Khalif. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say I was my, my, my number one tip for folks is don't have open mic night fear. Uh, is because there's a lot of that that happens where you know sometimes folks get up to do the can I ask a question and it winds up becoming a monologue so have your have your questions ready uh, before you get to the stage if you are going to raise your hand and get on stage yeah I mean just just to build off of what you said I was going down the same road it's you know just be prepared with what you want to say I mean there's clearly there's going to be some nervousness with stuff like that especially if it's your first time jumping into a room and if it's your kind of one of your favorite creators that you've been listening to or, or consuming their content over a while, you know, there might be a slight bit of intimidation, but that's the whole point of doing this. It's like we're, we're having open conversations and especially in a room where it's big, like that's one, one tip that I've, I've learned now as a host is I, I try to keep the conversation going and I try to, to rotate people in. So when you do come in, Maybe we might have a little bit of back and forth, but try to be mindful at the same time that there's other people behind you that also may may want to participate at the same time. So like like Khalif was saying, just, just be prepared with what you want to say. Get your question out there. Get your statement out there. And then, you know, we might have a little bit of back and forth, but then it's, it's going to have to keep going because you don't want to drag a conversation out into 10 or 15 minutes with one person you want to have a, a steady rotation of people coming coming in and out yeah i completely agree i think um the way i look at it is if anyone has ever seen a panel at new york comic-con or san diego comic-con um let's say there's a stage full of people and then there's like two mics on opposite ends of the crowd it's kind of know what your point is as a listener and that you want to come up and engage know what your point is and I guess kind of like y'all both were saying was keep the conversation flowing because you want to be heard. You want your question answered, but also so does everybody else. So it's just, I guess, kind of being um, considerate of, I guess, the time. Love that. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, to recap on the participation front, be prepared, keep it brief and keep it moving. But uh, and think of it almost like you're at a panel at one, at one of the comic cons. That's a, that's a great way to describe it. Uh Moving on to some of the uh, another topic that I'd like to cover with y'all. Uh, how are you using spaces or just how are you thinking about maintaining engagement with spaces in general and, and how you're engaging with your communities? Is it becoming something that you're, I know Paris, you mentioned earlier that it's becoming something that you're using on a consistent basis. Like what are you thinking about with spaces? How are you using it to engage with the community outside of what you already do uh, on a daily basis? Um, I, I guess I'll jump in again on that one. And, and please, I hope other people do too. I, I don't want to dominate the conversation. But for me, since I've been using it, it's definitely becoming more of a tool, like, a, like kind of like Danny was talking about before, where we're extending the conversation that we may have started on the podcast, right? So say there was some hot topic we were talking about on the podcast. This is a way for me to now bring it to another platform and continue it and you know and again have the have the interactive conversation with with our listeners so to speak right i i guess i'll jump in and say from a suggestion standpoint for spaces and you know i've I've talked about this in the past um this is where notification tools scheduling tools would be great so that i'm using twitter as a way to say hey on friday at this time we're going to have this topic. Here's going to be some of the guest speakers that are going to be in this space. This now gets it out to two people that follow me on social media. And now maybe they can schedule and send themselves a notification to, a, as a reminder. If there's been one thing about spaces that um, I, I would like to see improved is I may, and I always use Jeff Keeley as an example. Jeff Keeley had uh, Reggie Fizami on and he tweeted about it. And I was like, oh, I want to go listen to that. That'll be cool. I kind of forgot. <laughs> and then I didn't jump into the conversation until about halfway through because I didn't remember and I didn't have anything to remind me as such. Right. So it would it would be great to see 
spaces adopt that so that you're now you're you're going to get more engagement because more people are going to be able to remind themselves to be there when you're ready to do it. So that that would kind of be a couple things that that I would put off the top as far as suggestions go. Yeah, well for me, uh I've been uh you been playing this with Paris now for a while. We always wanted to record like a live podcast um using Twitter Spaces. So like right now for those who are listening uh, I'm recording this session uh, as a test and hopefully if it sounds good, I'll put it on the podcast. But one thing that I do would love to see is maybe in the future feature where there's a, a, re, uh, a recording of the session. If somebody misses it, they could go in and download it from there from, uh, either from, from Twitter or from, from somewhere else. So that would be cool. And also I, I agree about scheduling, um, sessions. I think it'd be awesome, but also have maybe form like a, some type of like a group or community where people could join in if they have like the same type of, uh, if you're into like the same type of thing, like let's say gaming or, or, or any of the topics, I think that'll be awesome too, to have there there. And, uh, and from there you could also schedule, schedule your, your sessions and meet other people that are part of that, of that group. I think that'll be awesome. Yeah, I agree. Cause I know like, um, we would always do the, the, we call it the Marvel Saturdays after a Marvel show that would debut on Disney plus we would, you know, convene the next day and have a discussion regarding that. And that definitely would be awesome to see a scheduling feature where it's like date time. And even if let's say hypothetically, we could set maybe some people to be moderators doing it as well. Um, I think that might be a cool feature. I'm going to even add another layer to that. That's, that's going back to an older product in Periscope where. I would love for there to be a, a video option as well. Since we're on a mobile device, you know, it's a great thing to be able to figure out a way to kind of pull in, you know, your camera at some point if you'd like to be on air in that way. And then having the audio come in from the spaces, if you wanted to do those Q&A sessions in that way, um, I would love to see that. And did I want all the other parts that everyone's kind of talked about? Scheduling is also always great. You want to be able to promote it as far and wide as you can. Um, but I'm, but I'm always big on the visual. So I want to be able to figure out ways to connect that either through other content, uh, avenues that I'm already kind of thinking about and, and pushing or, you know, or trying to figure out ways to do that, uh, as well. And, and to piggyback really quick off Danny, what Danny said, um, I would love for there to be a way to incorporate lists somehow. I'm always trying to find a good way to curate, uh, people who are in my timeline, in my feed. Um, who are like-minded about particular topics. So I would love to do, you know, of course, mostly gaming stuff here, but I want to talk about sports. I want to talk about politics and be able to kind of push people into different lists so that I can, you know, follow up on, on those conversations and connect with them more too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a, you know, if there's any way to better have a visualization of the question that's being asked, because sometimes people may come into the sessions and, and not, and may not know quite what's being discussed. Um, so if we have the ability to move the, the tweets, uh, up to the top, it would be great too to be able to have the audience questions be visible up top as well. So if someone jumps in, they, you know, it won't be too, too many resetting times that the moderator has to do so they can come in and just see that above. And it may also be really cool to add, to have some kind of like, um, kind of like polling option or like, like, you know, if you're having a conversation, and the conversation can go two ways, right? You know, allowing your listeners to say, "Hey, I really like this point. Would really like you to you guys to dive a little bit more into this." Or, uh, you know, if there's breaking news. Be like, "Hey, you guys want us to talk about this, or do you want us to continue what we're discussing?" Having the community really be a part of the conversation, even if they can't actively speak. You know, even if there's a way that they can give input um, to help with some sort of direction. Because sometimes when you do audio sessions like this, or just content in general, it's you know, it can be hard sometimes to gauge like. You know, what are some things that your audience wants to hear? You know, of course, you can set the standard for what you want to talk about. But some of the the great opportunities and, and, and conversations sometimes come when it's not even from something that's pre-planned. Some of the best conversations have come from moments that were never pre-planned. So there's an opportunity to have more of that interaction. I think that could be really cool, too. Yeah, I was just uh, thinking along the lines of audio bites because some individuals are still kind of like nervous to even speak to the creator or the, the people holding the panel. So having a way to potentially record a small audio bite so they can just have that presented to uh, the platform and they can listen to it and then just talk about it right away because some individuals are still trying to decide if they want to speak to 
uh, the individuals on the panel. They may not want to do that live because they don't want to be embarrassed and things like that. So uh, that, may def- that may definitely add more resources to uh, the platform, uh, but as an option for them to record a small audio piece to just ask their question really quickly um, without being live uh, would be a potential option as well. Yeah, I, I agree ha- with that. Oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead, Danny. No, I have one more, one more thing to say. I, I would love to see a section where you could discover other spaces where you could just go, Hey, I don't want to talk about gaming. I want to talk about sports or politics. I go in 24 seven. There's all type of different rooms where you could join an easy way to discover, or discover other, uh, other spaces too. I think that would be awesome. Um, I also think about accessibility, um, for people who may have, uh, trouble hearing, maybe a, a closed caption option, maybe, and this might be, you know, down the pipeline, a closed caption option, or even, you know, like, I believe it was Andrew that was saying this, where if someone is nervous that maybe they could type in exactly what they want to say. And I mean, obviously, you know, it's the internet, we may get trolls or whatever the case may be. There could also be a filtering option to say, okay, this isn't really quite appropriate, we'll skip past this. And then whatever is appropriate to the dialogue of the conversation, you can accept and then at the top, uh, it'll show what the question is and you can answer it while still highlighting that individual. Yeah. And th- and that's perfect. I'm glad you said that, Phoenix, because that actually just leads me right into where I was slightly pivoting to. And that's moderation and moderation tools. Um, I would love to see the platform grow into it's almost like you have a producer, right? So you have a moderator that of all these quality of life features that we're talking about, they're handling that for you in the background. So you as the host you can stay focused on being the host. So if you do have a pre-recorded clip that you're bringing in, your quote-unquote moderator producer is handling that for you. If you do have, you know, hot hot Twitter topics that you want to bring up to the top, that person's handling all that in the background. That person is also handling bringing up new speakers into the platform and maybe even potentially pre-screening them. And I know maybe that's a little more of an advanced feature, which I say this because I've talked about this before in some of my feedback. One thing that would be very important to me being a host on Twitter spaces is if I've blocked you on Twitter, that means you've been causing trouble. That means you're not someone that I necessarily want to engage with. And I really feel like while someone that may be blocked on my timeline could still see the space and join it and listen, I think that immediately disqualifies you from being able to come up as a speaker. And and that would be a great quality of life feature because if, if I've gone through the trouble of blocking you, that just means you want to cause trouble. I want to be able to have people that can come up and speak in these spaces where I don't have to worry about them disrupting the conversation. So, again, having that kind of quote unquote moderator producer that could potentially pre-screen some of that stuff or even have some automated tools in place for people that we we blocked as speakers that, look, you can listen all day. That's fine. That's great. Please listen as much as you want. But maybe you're not necessarily someone that I I want to have come up as, as a uh, quote-unquote speaker in, in my hosting room. So just my suggestion. Last, last piece of feedback on that, too. I, I love the fact that you can kind of emote in the in the chat too like you see a couple of you know when folks have a good good uh statement or a good comment you see that kind of 100 pop up i would love to see a raise hand uh move from uh kind of you know being nested in that emote space to kind of where the mute button is uh for your microphone so that people can you know it it helps to to reduce some of the crosstalk uh, so people know that people want to kind of talk next i think that would be a good move too yeah, absolutely. And I think there should also be some kind of other format or something that the listeners can like share micro bits or micro conversations or micro points from the sessions, because that will further help to encourage more people to come into the spaces. Um, so if there's a way, I don't know if there's a way to integrate to the already the audio function that Twitter has implemented where you can just record audio or something. But if there's a way where like, you know, how I mean, for those who don't know, like for platforms like Twitch um, and other streaming platforms, you can literally take like a one minute clip of like the video stream. It may be really cool if there's a way to like clip out like a 30 second or one minute so you can share that point uh, to encourage more people and help to promote that actual spaces too. And have content for content creators as well for their Twitter accounts. Love all the ideas that are being shared and all the feedback. These are a lot of really awesome ideas that make a ton of sense. Uh, I want to kick it over to Danny because I know he's got a couple questions for y'all. So Danny, take it away. 
Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, good. Yeah. Hey. Good. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. This is uh, an amazing chat. Um, you guys are also making our lives much easier by sharing this up with me. So I really, really <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, it's extremely invaluable. It's going to help our cause as we continue to improve this. I did have one question um, before I jet out. Was uh, and I already know Paris's answer because we go back and forth a lot on this. But being that gamers are huge desktop PC users, um, do you guys see a place where spaces and audio can live? On web, on a browser. Yeah, I was absolutely. just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because love to hear about it. Because you know, not everybody's going to be on their phones like you know all the time. There's going to be most of the time they're going to be using their uh, their desktop, their computer, right? So that's another way too where we could in- interact while we're playing a game or something. We could you know have that session too with, with people uh, through a web browser. I think I could definitely see that. For, especially okay, yeah, okay. no 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 go ahead go ahead okay so especially for um because like i said i'm a twitch streamer and i'm not you know one to let's say integrate everything that twitch has but it would be a great feature because a lot of us here already have a built-in audience to say hey watch you play this or we all could jump on a discussion and all of us have our cameras there talking to each other and also have interactions between the listeners and things of that nature too. So I think that would be an awesome idea. Um, that was, that was actually really, really good. Um, I think in terms of desktop audio stuff, I think that's where I'm thinking is, you know, we're, we're all on our phones, but phones aren't really equipped for great audio unless you have it directly next to your face. or you're using, you know, a pair of earbuds uh, for any of that stuff. Uh, so yeah, if there was a, a web version of this where we could, you know, connect to some of our podcasting devices so we can sound super good, then, then that would be uh, super, super well worth it. Yeah, yeah and, don't and Danny, like, like you. No, go ahead, go ahead, please. Oh, just quickly. Uh, yeah, desktop, but also don't forget mobile. I think a lot of times people discuss things around that mobile gaming and just mobile use is very big in our community. And it's very, very massive in other countries, um, even more so. Well, uh, so even if we have a desktop, you know, it's important to still keep this mobile version and still have it be pretty solid the same way as desktop. Just because another thing, accessibility, there are a lot of people like Internet and computers are luxuries. And there are people who have more have access, who have more access to mobile. So just to make sure that that's not forgotten as it's being um uh, developed more. Yeah, even before we came in here, um, I already saw some tweets. People were asking, hey, when is this coming to desktop? So it's, it's definitely something that um, we all are waiting for as you guys uh, continue to develop this uh, awesome tool. So uh, yeah, all, of, all for it. And, and really one, yeah. one other thing real fast. I know, sorry, Paris. I, I, it just popped into my head. I'll, I'll, give you the, I'll give you the grill back in one second. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, no, I got the grill. (laughs) (laughs) I I love you. I love you. Um, It goes back to actually a conversation that Danny started about around recording. I'm I'm, I'm pivoting really quickly. Um, I would love, because we have Danny here, I would love an opt-in button for recordings from as as a listener. Um, I think that's important to be able to give people the option to opt out of being recorded. Uh, Because we saw what happened to Tiffany Haddish and how that was rough for her <laughs> for for what happened over at clubhouse because no one said anything about her being recorded and you don't want to necessarily just leave that up to the hosts you want hosts to be able to do that and and be good and be good servants in that way but you also want to be able to walk into a room and know that a thing is happening before you get into it so i think that you know an opt-in button when you when you join a space to say hey this particular thing might be recorded or it is being recorded that's a good thing to have as a, as a way to keep you from from being in a space you don't want to great good idea point. Yeah, and, and to jump off of that, and, and Danny, you obviously already know my opinion on a lot of stuff, but just to say, you know, for, for everyone here that's listening, also the desktop platform, bringing it back to the moderation tools, I just think this will allow for more robust and advanced features to be enabled and used, really jumping off of what Khalif is saying. This will allow both, you know, speaker, moderator, and participant to be from a desktop point of view to be able to do some some different things of what they're going to opt in, what they're going to opt out of, like we were talking about before, using some advanced moderation tools of maybe maybe I want to enable if if you're on a block list, you're not able to participate, or maybe hey, we don't care about that, we want to pre-screen people. I think that would be a lot easier to be able to do 
from the desktop than tried to do from a mobile device. So that's where I think it's going to be a huge advantage, especially from the content creator standpoint. Like a lot of people have already said, we're already engaging with content on our desktops, be it in a stream or playing a game or whatever we're doing. And to have that option sitting right there on the desktop just makes it a lot easier to literally incorporate a spacious conversation into some other content that we're doing at the same time. I also just real quick, and this kind of might be um, a little off topic, but for me, I would love to see it because I'm an iOS user. I would love to see it come to iPad. And the only reason I say that is because I don't know how many people have hosted a Twitter space and you get a phone call (laughs) and that interrupts the whole show, so to speak. And, um, I would love to see that come to iPad because I don't get phone calls on my iPad. And if we're having, let's say, dialogue with listeners or uh, followers of ours and I get a phone call and something, my point might get cut off midway. And I definitely want to make sure that everybody who's in the space is actually engaging and and we're all hearing each other. And then we don't have to close it down and open it back up, if I'm making sense. Yeah, I have one more suggestion, too. I think uh because you know in every country they they have different type of uh data uh data cap uh, compared to here in the United States so it will be cool for a listener to have that option to change the auto quality if they want something like high quality or low quality so they don't get uh too much data on on their mobile device too or computer also yeah also just thinking about that translations would be fantastic for uh transcriptions that would be super cool to be able to have multi-language uh, support in it as well, if it's not already there. Yeah, that, that's uh, that last one. I mean, I was going to say everything up to this point where we're working on and we're headed down a good direction. Last one, um, so chopping away at that. So, But uh, this is great, guys. I, I, I'm running out of posters. I took a ton of notes here. So just, uh, <laughs> good, this good. Is great stuff. I do have to dash. The little ones are uh, jumping all over me, but uh, really appreciate it. And some of you, I've already DM'd. Others, I'm going to reach out and I uh, would love to get more of your thoughts, even... Um, Bring you in and chat more. Awesome, man. Definitely, man. Appreciate you, Danny. Take care, guys. And keep the <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. So we are coming close to the end of this space, and I'd love to wrap this up with, you know, we talked a lot about spaces, but I'd like to just talk about games and let everyone just share their thoughts as far as what they're excited about for this year, what they're excited about recently or what's coming. Uh, let's close out with just talking about, you know, what we're excited about for the games industry. So anyone, please take it away. Okay. Uh, I want to I want to take this away because Blessing is in here. I, I swear he wants to fight me because he didn't like my Metal Gear Solid opinion <laughs> on Twitter today. So I just wanted to say that right away. But please, <laughs> <laughs> started, I would say Pirate started rumors. Oh no, <laughs> I know, right? I would say the the absolute one game, and Paris is going to joke me for this so bad. Um, outside of um, the Coleco Vision 360 coming out. Um, I would say it's Halo Infinite for me. Um, this is the 20th anniversary for Halo this year. It's the 20th anniversary for Xbox. I am beyond excited to get my hands on this game, to be able to play it, play with the community. Um, but I think Halo is, if there's only one game for me to get this year, it would definitely be Halo Infinite. Man, Khalid. Yo, not Khalid. That was Phoenix, right? Okay. But Mark, Mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about <laughs> Halo Infinite. Very, very excited. But also, you know, I'm excited to see what's next with like, uh, with, uh, Xbox Game Pass and Bethesda and Xbox. Like, I'm, I'm very excited. And actually, later this year is the 20th anniversary of, of Xbox. So I just, I'm super curious to hear, to see like, what are their plans, uh, to celebrate that, man, with the launch with a Halo Infinite and who knows what else, you know? So I'm very excited about that too. I'm I'm excited about a bunch of stuff. I know I know a lot of things are getting pushed this year uh, out to out to next year, which is you know a blessing and a curse in and of itself. But I feel like there, there's enough good stuff coming out this year that we all need to get into. I'm excited about the show dropping very soon uh, on Xbox. That's going to be pretty great uh, to see them finally get a, a baseball game to play uh, in that way. Uh, just excited for the energy in the in the in the industry right now is really good. It feels like. You know, there's a lot of conversations that usually happen that are very dour about where the, the industry was. But yesterday, if you're, you know, kind of on the, 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 the inside of the industry in that way, there was so much movement with so many folks who are in the industry moving to different places, moving to different organizations and outlets. And, and that was a really good uh, thing to see on a Monday morning when usually Monday mornings aren't filled with great information. So 
uh, it was it was nice to see so much good energy in the space uh, moving forward for the rest of the year. So excited about that, and, and you know, all the folks in this room are, are, are prime examples of all that too. So it's good to see it. Yeah, yeah actually. Oh, I, I, okay, I'll just jump in and, and say this. I'll keep mine super brief. There's just just two games that I'm I'm very excited about for the rest of the year. Um, like has already been said, would be Halo Infinite, just for various reasons. Um, that's the flagship title for Xbox. It's a 20 year anniversary of Halo coming up. Everything. This game is so important to just that IP, that franchise as a whole. That I truly hope this one year delay that they took to get it right works. I hope it's a smash success. We're all on the multiplayer. Everyone's super excited about Halo again. The other one for me, on a personal note, would be Horizon Forbidden West. Knock on wood. I really hope that still makes it into 2021. Um, I was just a huge fan of the first Horizon Zero Dawn. I absolutely just just fell in love with that game and just that world that they created. So I'm really looking forward to seeing um, what else Guerrilla Games uh, is going to be able to do with this franchise. But to piggyback off of what Khalif said as well, I'm just very excited about the industry as a whole. I mean, the movement that we saw in the industry happen yesterday was exciting to see. Everyone on this panel are just are fantastic creators and hosts in their own right. And there's just so many more of us that are out there. So I'm, I'm just hoping this can be the year that we see more people, you know, rise up to the top and they get their voices heard and get the spotlight put on them as well. So it's very exciting time. Absolutely. Yeah. So so for me, I just definitely want to leave some tangible tools on the table. But as far as gaming is concerned, I just picked up um, the Halo Master Chief Collection because I was on sale. Um, so I picked that up. So definitely excited for Halo stuff and also uh, Ninja Gaiden. But um, I'm, I'm really excited for individuals to uh, not wait for permission to start their thing. Okay. Whatever that thing is, whether it's podcasts or YouTube stuff. So as far as tangible tools, I would definitely say, you know, uh, read how to win friends and influence people that'll set you up you know that'll open up a lot of doors for you if you read a book like that uh, also the newest one uh, called the youtube formula uh definitely uh consider picking that up if you're writing things down uh during this particular um session and uh things like the art of the interview which um phoenix and i talked about recently on the podcast you know these tangible tools when you do the work and you invest in yourself they will pay so much dividends for you in the future uh, because um, you've already started doing that work. And uh, lastly, by way of uh, self-awareness, ask the individuals who know you closely what they like about you and what they don't. And if you're willing to hear that information from those who know you well, uh, that could uh, pretty much launch, uh, create a great launch pad for you uh, and anything that you decide to do afterwards. So those are the tangible tools that definitely want to be coming to you. Yeah. Well, we definitely know pears and children's cooking, so they got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I didn't say it this time. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't say it. Oh, my gosh. Hey, um, shout, shout out to Trigger Grills. I love y'all. Keep going. <laughs> uh, but for me, I'm really excited that the how gaming is viewed is being redefined. It's not just a, you know, a polarizing thing. It is, it is a lot, you know, it's always been a lifestyle for us, but it's truly becoming life, you know, different. It's being utilized for studying, uh, uh, health and, and medical stuff. It's being used, uh, for, to help kids with ADHD. Like it's gaming is such an amazing tool and it's an amazing art form. And I'm really happy that it's gaining a lot of respect and that it is truly changing people's lives. I think we all can attest up here. And we're going to see a lot more entertainment integrations into gaming in ways that we've never seen before. Whether it's NFTs, whether it's rappers doing music videos and video games, whether it is, you know, music groups being developed from actual video game characters. Like, it's, it's endless what's going to happen. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I'm excited about is that every single one of us up here, as well as those in the audience, we are the faces that we never had growing up in gaming. <clears throat> and that's just showing you that the opportunities are diversifying and the doors are opening up. And I'm super excited for the foundation that we will be laying down because this is going to be opening up the doors for the youth and those who come who come after us. So I'm excited that we are able to be those faces that we wish we had growing up as fans in the gaming community. Can, can I can I piggyback off of that really quick? I'll, again, I'll try to keep this brief, but what you said, Aaron, was very important. And I think this is a very diverse panel that's up here right now. And one thing that I've definitely been trying to push more of an effort, you know, I'm, I'm older. 
I'm in my 40s. Um, I, I, I work in tech. I mean, it's been my entire career. But I think even gaming as a whole, we can really use this as an educational tool to get more of our youth and to get more more diverse people into STEM. And STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. We don't have enough of us in that field. And I think gaming, you see what uh, Microsoft and Xbox just did uh, with Game Camp New Orleans. And that was bringing the opportunity to these areas where there's more diversity, right? So they can learn about code. They can learn to script. They can learn about game development. I think that's one thing I would love to see as creators that we push more as a whole that gaming, yeah, it's, it's fun, but it can be educational too. And it can literally be the gateway to more opportunity and technology. And I, and I think that would just be a great thing to see. Chris, can I can I quick quick piggyback off that super fast? Yeah. Okay. I'll take your silences. Yes. Um, <laughs> Traeger said no. no. Oh wow. I, I just wanted to double down on what you and Aaron said, and I said the the thing that really touched me about what Aaron said was like you know we didn't have these kinds of conversations growing up and having people who look like us in these spaces doing things in the industry. You know, I think Aaron has been at the forefront of of doing such wonderful stuff within the esports space. You know, being a co-owner, uh, being in management of Xset, uh, you know, I'm luckily doing stuff in the DNI and gaming space over at Intel. Uh, you know, visibility from the podcasting space with Danny being a you know 10 plus year vet and Andrew as well. Like, you know, there are folks in this in this room who are who are have been learning about and being in these spaces for a very long time, and now are kind of getting their due. It is great to be able to see how much of this space the, the video game industry has changed over the years, but we do have a lot of a lot a lot of ways to go. And I think you know, I'm always thinking about how culture is the 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 the, the major part of how all of this moves. Um, and we are a part of that culture. We are the stewards of that culture, uh, and we grew up in it. So I think that the 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 further the gaming industry goes, will be on the you know, the backs of us kind of pushing that forward through the culture that we live in and love. So I just wanted to share that real fast. Amazing. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, big shout out to, as Khalif said, the stewards of the culture. Really, really appreciate y'all joining us today. We had a really great conversation and I certainly want to host more of these in the future. And I want to make sure that y'all check out the, the spaces that everyone that's joined today hosts as well. So um, thank you again for making the time today to have this conversation and uh, be on the lookout for more from everyone on this panel. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Thanks for having us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, everyone. Thank you.